It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. They are delivering until 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday nights slash the following day, uh, the morning of the following day. So uh, I know a lot of folks listen to the previous day's show the next day. So for a lot of folks, it'll be tonight, of course, Friday night. So check that out. And of course, you can get your family meal delivered in less than 40 minutes or less. It's still hot by the time it gets to you. It's fantastic. It's fast. It's quick. It's cheap. It's friendly so be sure to do all that at fetchmedelivery.com or use the free promo uh, free uh, app at fetch me just search fetch me auburn fetch me Oblaco, or just fetch me delivery it should all pop up and use promo code fetch me 20 for your first delivery free i'm zach black be joined by michael pappas michael hello sir hey zach how fun was yesterday hanging out with andy that was a blast i had a great time i like andy a lot yeah he's a good dude if you missed that be sure to listen because it will uh, it will probably be better than what we do today just because he's really good at what he does and uh, it, he had a lot of good things to say for sure. So listen to our conversation with the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Bertram. Starting things off today, I want to give uh, give some uh, some love to Bo Nix being named SEC Freshman of the Year. You and I were talking about it a little bit yesterday over lunch. Uh, we were we were saying okay that that's great, but. For some reason, I was a little surprised by it, but then I started thinking about freshmen throughout the SEC, and it's like, well, maybe he does deserve it. Maybe he does deserve it, and you know, uh, the way he finished in the Iron Bowl with a win, I think that's going to help. I think that's always going to help you, no matter what. Yeah, I was surprised also when we talked. I think we were at lunch when it happened. Yeah. And we talked about it a little bit. I'm surprised it wasn't Derek Stingley Mm -hmm. from LSU. Uh, he, I, I believe he's going to be an All-American if that list hasn't come out yet. He was a, a mid-season All-American. Uh, he's been incredible this season. And I've got uh, I've got what a, uh, an Ole Miss beat writer called extremely misleading stats, SEC Freshman of the Year edition. All right. Bo Nix, 222.3 yards per game, 1.8 TDs per game, two-time SEC Freshman of the Week. John Rice Plumley. 218.1 yards per game, 1.8 TDs per game, three-time SEC Freshman of the Week. How about that? Extremely misleading stat of the week. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But, I mean, you, you, you could say this is how it should be or not. And, and you and I were, were also having a conversation about, like, Coach of the Year. So much of it matters by, you know, what team you're on and general, mm-hmm. the general success that your team has from a national perspective, or I guess in this case a conference perspective, and so it'd be really tough for an individual to win an award, a yearly award, at Ole Miss or at Mississippi State or at Vanderbilt or at Tennessee. And so Auburn being uh, at the top, top half, I'd say top quarter of the league, you, you got a shot. And, uh, and Bo Nix got better as the year went on. You love to see that. And so I guess the next step for him is for him to kind of gun for it. SEC Offensive Player of the Year, see if he can uh, see if he can do what Joe Burrow did. You know, next year. That would be insane. I mean, just as far as winning the award. Yeah. Uh, they, th- this is a, it, it's a great honor for Bo and uh, 
it's one of those things that you hope will give him give him some extra drive. Not that I think he needs it or anything, but it's something to build on. Right. And it's positive momentum mm-hmm. going into the offseason. And if you were told going into the season that Auburn was going to go 9-3 and three, and freshman quarterback Bo Nix was going to get SEC freshman of the year, I think you would take that. Yeah, I would be very happy with that. And then if you added that Auburn won the Iron Bowl in the best fo- college football game of the season, yeah, um, I would be o- almost ecstatic. That's Actually, true. I'd probably be a little disappointed that Auburn lost one of the other games. It's like I, who they lose yeah. to, <laughs> right? But it's like Florida. What in uh, in one of the ten questions we did before the season? If I'm not mistaken, I might be misremembering, but you asked me and Painter what stat would be a like what stat would be a, a good measure of a successful season for Bo Nix, and I said nine wins. And, and I oh, think the, and the Painter said yards, right? Yeah, Painter said like yeah. three thousand yards passing or something. Okay, and I, I I stand by that. I think this was a successful season for Auburn. Did I give you the point? No, you did not. You said wins uh, isn't a you said wins isn't a quarterback stat. Or well, something I, like I that. Uh, retroactively give you the point. Thank you, because I think you had a successful season. Um, I, I think this is a successful season for Auburn. I think you know it's a successful season for Bo being named top freshman in the SEC, and it is. It's a year that you can definitely build off of, and I know that this, you know, that's not what the Auburn team wanted. It's not what a lot of fans wanted from this season, but. Um, with all when all said and done, Auburn had the second most difficult schedule in terms of opponent win loss, uh, behind only South Carolina. South Carolina went four and eight, three and nine, and Auburn went nine and three. Like yeah. that's, it's, yes, it's not the most ideal thing. You'd love to go twelve and zero every year, but in the grand scheme of things, I think this was a very successful season. You got a chance at double digit wins. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Chew Blue brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code, CODE. C-O-D-E. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code CODE to try it free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
All right, Michael, another yearly award we want to make sure that we get to. Derek Brown was named Defensive Player of the Year in the SEC. Raise your hand if you're shocked. We're both looking around. I don't see any hands up. Props to him for an incredible season. Surprised some folks when he announced to come back, and that's why sometimes it's worth it. I mean, he. Uh, I think he would have been a first-round pick last year. I think he would have been probably mid-20s or so. And I, he is about to be a very rich man, an extremely, extremely wealthy man playing uh, playing football at the highest level. And good for Derek Brown. It'll be really interesting to see if he can win the uh, the Nagurski or the Bednarik or or any of the other defensive awards. I think any time he is on a list with Chase Young, it's going to be really hard yeah, for him. I was going to say, old buddy Chase Young – He's incredible. I see, uh, you know, I really hope he's not just going to clean house on all the defensive line awards because yeah. I really hope Derek can win some, but good well, it's God. Like the, the year Cam was on all the quarterback awards, there was like one or two they gave to Kellen Moore that year. And it's like, okay, yeah, he had a good season. Give him some of it. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Okay. Spread the love a little bit. Because usually, like when a quarterback wins the Heisman, usually they win the Heisman, the Maxwell, and whatever the best O'Brien yeah the best quarterback I think Moore won the O'Brien I don't I don't think Cam won the O'Brien that year so he won the Heisman the best offensive player but not the best quarterback (laughs) if I remember correctly and and I could be wrong but I could be wrong but yeah yeah props to props to Derek Brown all right let's take a look at some of your emails you can email the show locked on Auburn at gmail.com this question is from Dave and so, I checked the email in a few minutes, weeks. It's probably been about a week. And so a lot of folks that we had a lot of emails about potential offensive coordinator hires, which we talked about. But um, yeah, we've so, had a great stretch of recording shows, and then breaking news happens. <laughs> I don't think anything's going to happen after the show today. All right. So uh, Dave says, "Hey guys, thanks for the show. I'm a daily listener here in Texas. Do you want to you want to say anything special to Dave real quick since he's uh, well, from I know, Texas? I know Dave. Oh, yeah, we." Oh. He's, we're both from Texas. Okay, gotcha. We, we know each other. Question. Do you know how medical insurance works for college players if an injury occurs? Is there a difference in how a walk-on is treated or paid versus a star player? I no. heard Tua was flown by a jet to get treated for his hip injury. Would Alabama foot the bill or the parents? Does medical benefits ever play a role in recruiting? I assume it's a blanket thing that they're going to take care of if you get hurt playing football. Yeah, the walk-ons... Basically, like the walk-ons, my understanding is that a walk-on is treated the same way a football player is, except their tuition is not paid for, and they might not travel with the team to away games. Like if they never play, they won't go to away games. Um, but as far as medical benefits and everything, if they get injured, they they get the medical benefits. The Tua got care flighted because they were worried that they might have to, like they were worried he could lose the leg, right? Yeah, I mean, you you always get those crazy things like, oh, he's never going to walk again and yeah. stuff like that. But hope, because uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that bad. It seems like everyone, to me, it seems like everyone's freaking out for like two or three hours afterwards. And then I was like, oh, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Which is a good thing. You'd rather uh, you'd rather everyone panic for, for three hours and him get the best care. All right, let's go to another quick break. When we come back, a, um, a long email, another long email from Jay. Once again, email lockedonauburn at gmail.com. 
If your company is interested in advertising and marketing to men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Auburn is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want to advertise to male listeners between 18 and 44, this is your chance. Plus, our rates are pretty reasonable. Email me at LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com to get more information. I look forward to hearing from you. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Jay says, hi guys, thanks for reading my too-long manifesto on firing Gus the other day. Great timing just before the game where Gus outcoaches the GOAT. Really enjoy the podcast. Uh, Let's see here. Listening to the show with the gentleman from Locked On Bama, I was taken aback on the idea that Gus or anyone else has some cap of winning capability. Typical Bama spoiled elitism, taking for granted there that this thing they've got going is typical and sustainable forever. They have a great thing going. Saban is obviously a great coach and program manager. His ability to expand recruiting to a new level, leveraging a once in a 50 year or so um, based on his reputation, the school's historic reputation, money, support. Yeah, okay. Congrats, but come on. Any. But yeah, all right, congrats, but come on, any one of a number of coaches could achieve the same on-field success if they had that recruiting access and support at their school. At this point, I would include Gus in that. Bama's continued dominance is about the talent depth, not the on-field coaching. Heck, at this point, I consider Gus a much better game day coach than Saban. I would like to hear you guys sometime have a discussion on why Bama's Bama, why a similar program such as Texas has not been able to get back on that level. All right. Yeah. So I I think um, I agree with you that Nick Saban's not the best game day coach. And I, I think uh, I think there are a handful of coaches that are better. I think he's really good at building a program. And, you know, just because Alabama used to be good, I, I think they have the same amount of access, at least when Saban got started there. I think he's built that up to have more access over the years. But him starting out in Alabama, I don't think it's that much different than, you know, whenever a new coach starts over at Texas, you know, during the slow rebuild that they've seemed to be doing for the last 10 years or so. But it's like Clemson has access now. And, you know, Dabo didn't have that. They almost fired Dabo several years ago when he was just getting going. So I think Saban's done a great job building a program. I'm sure he knows what to do with boosters. And, you know, you hear all this stuff about the Red Elephant Club. I don't know how much all that is true or not. But to say that, you know, he has more access now than he used to is definitely true. He's winning because, I've called this before, I think Alabama football, I think they're like a bully. I think they're really good at beating teams they're better at. And then when somebody stands up to them and is able to physically, you know, go blow for blow with them, they back down at the end. That's why Malzahn in the Iron Bowl, he kept saying, like, let's get to the fourth quarter. Let's get to the fourth quarter. Then he was asked about it afterwards. All right, coach, why'd you keep saying let's get to the fourth quarter? Clearly it worked. What did you know? And he said, history. History. If you can hang with them for the whole game, they're probably going to lose it. 
And, you know, not a lot of people can do that, but that's what we've seen in the past so far. So um, I think that answers the question kind of. I mean, that's a big topic, and I don't want to devote a whole lot of time to it because most people listening don't like Bama. <laughs> we don't want, to, don't want to talk good about them just because I, I know folks uh, kind of get perturbed when we do that. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I, I disagree with the idea that any coach with that much talent could win titles. Um, uh, most coaches will get one shot at a title, right? Maybe. I mean, look at Kirby Smart. They had their one shot at a title, and now they can't get back. Now, they might eventually, but it, it's been... You thought this year would be the year yeah, to do it. They they can't get back. Ed Orgeron, this could be his one shot at a title. Les Miles, one title. Gus Malzahn, Gus Malzahn one yeah. shot at a title. Hadn't been able to get Jimbo back. Fisher, one shot at a title. It, it, it is the true the coaches that are truly showing themselves to be elite recruiters and elite on-field coaches. Now, Saban might not be the best anymore. I think you could argue that at one time he was, or at least surrounded himself with enough coaches that were, you know, were the best that he did that. Um, that they were able to 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 put together this run they have, but Dabo, Urban Meyer, like one, I'm not convinced Ohio State is just going to run away with this playoff, or LSU is just going to run away with this playoff because of coaching. I trust Dabo Sweeney way more than I trust really any of the other three coaches that are in this in this championship. Sure, oh, I really in my heart of hearts, I hope Lincoln Riley can step up, but we'll see. Why is that? Just because you want to see Oklahoma go all the way? or uh, I like Lincoln Riley. I like Oklahoma. I think that they're uh, a fun team. I think Lincoln Riley is building a good program there, is building a, a contender, and I just I, I want him to at least get to the final. Yeah. I, I want them to get to experience that. All right. And he's gotten close several times. You know, talk about those, the, the, the one yeah. shots there. You see, so. He hasn't gotten his one shot, though. Right. Are you, so you're only counting it as if they get to the championship game. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't think Chris Peterson had a realistic shot at winning a title. Okay. I gotcha. All right. Jackson emails us saying, "Hey guys, love the podcast. Are Thanks. you guys planning on doing a Capital One Media ESPN contest? Keep up with the good work. We can do that. Yeah, I'm in. We can do that. We'll make that sometime today. If everyone wants to lose, to me. Wow. Wow. How about that? All right. Uh, let's see. We got another email. Hey, Zach, and it has Ann Michael in parentheses. Woo! This, I'm in parentheses. The, oh, this is from Colonel Steve. Oh, my God. This is from Colonel Steve. Shout out to the gloat. All right. Hey, Zach and Michael, enjoyed your podcast today discussing two players leaving the program. All right, so this one's from uh, December 5th, so last week. My younger brother, who lives in Austin, Texas. Shout you, out. You know him? Yeah, I know him. Yeah, okay. We're both from Texas. Said that Longhorn boards are mentioning Steele as a potential new DC for Texas. I doubt this, but it may lead to a pay increase for him. Any thoughts about him or any other of our coaches we may lose or get rid of? Thanks, Colonel Steve. I think Auburn's coaching staff is set moving into next year. I think it's going to be really difficult for another school to pay Kevin Steele more money to do the same job. I don't think it's about money. I think the only position that he would have left for was to go home to his alma mater and coach, be the head coach at Tennessee, and they didn't hire him. He went to that interview, they said no, 
And uh, it looks like now they're kind of making the right decision. But I think that is the only thing that would have pulled them away. I think he is good here. He's mentioned uh, he's mentioned to reporters and such in the past that he wouldn't mind retiring here. He likes it here. And I think with his role, I mean, I, I think he likes it. He has autonomy over the defense and has a big say in, you know, who they recruit. And he's kind of he's kind of gone through the rough parts of it now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it took him a minute to kind of get the personnel that he wants, and now he's he's got his guys and he's got his depth. I just don't see him leaving for an extra, you know, an extra few thousand dollars. I I, I just don't see it. Because Texas, Texas could pay more, probably, if they really, really uh, wanted them. I don't know, because Herman doesn't make that much less than Gus. And I don't know who they're. But it's OC Texas, is, but. though. I mean, Texas is going to be. They're going to find boosters. If if if, yeah. if if Kevin Steele says if you pay me two and a half million dollars to go out there, in theory, a booster, you know, a group of boosters would step up to make that happen. That's probably true. So I, I don't think it's about money. You know what I mean? Um, maybe it is. Maybe I'm off on that. But it just seems like with, with the people that make those decisions and influence those decisions, uh, it doesn't seem like two and a half billion dollars is that much to them, which is unfathomable to me but yeah if i had like a thousand bucks i'd probably poop myself yeah i'm sitting here you know reading uh reading these ads and stuff (laughs) this morning every time that i go to a fast food place for breakfast yeah i get two meals so then i can eat one for lunch because the lunch the breakfast meals are half the price of the lunch meals see i think that's just being responsible sometimes you just gotta think like a poor person it's all about the grind brother it's all about the grind we're in local radio <laughs> all right cool let's see we got a few minutes left you want to do a voicemail we got a few voicemails actually we may have to save some for later in the week you let's, do- yeah let's do a voicemail Voicemail? You can uh, you can call the voicemail line, the Locked On Auburn podcast voicemail line at 205-502-4285 and hey we're gonna we're about over the next week or so we're going to pre-record a lot of uh, a lot of podcasts to to go up over the course of the the week that the I guess really the two weeks that we're off work and I'll be in Ohio for a big chunk of it. I'll be able to record one or two while we're uh, while we're in Ohio. But if you could call and leave voicemails or email us questions that aren't super timely that we could use for those shows, it would help us out a ton. So uh, just a just a quick thought there. We All got right. some stuff planned. We got, also, we got a few, but you know, we, we don't have quite enough to cover. You know, the whole two weeks or whatever. I know that everyone is sitting on. You're probably listening to this right now, thinking to yourself, "But when are the lo- Loas locked on Auburn Podcast Awards? The Lopas, Lopas, the Lopas. I forgot to pee. <laughs> the Lopas after the bowl game." After we get back from uh, well, from holiday break, how else would we ring in uh, bring in the decade? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I just can't comprehend but a reality where that wouldn't be it without the Lopas. I guess we could do it on the first if you really want to ring in the new year. All right. Hey guys. <laughs> All right. Always love starting with that one. All right. This is uh, this is Wardam Randy. Hey Zach and company. This is uh, Wardam Randy calling in from Bristol, Tennessee. Um, on my way home from work, was listening to the uh, the podcast that you put out today. Um, Gandered over at my Twitter and seeing that we officially hired Chad Morris. Um, yeah. Wanted to comment on that hire. I think that it is a awesome hire. Um, I think the two coexist together on Auburn's offense very well. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's a little bit different than uh, than past offensive coordinators, the younger guys, um, with the keys being handed over, so to speak. I think they will gel uh, a lot better than what people give them credit for. And I know the uh, the Arky Arkansas fans are uh, snickering, laughing, if you will, uh, that we we picked them up. But I really do believe that this is a uh, an awesome hire for Auburn. Um, looking back at his past offenses, uh, not at, not necessarily at Arkansas, but at Clemson, um, you have to like what the guy did um, yeah. with you know with the talent that he had, and <clears throat> you can. I don't want to say uh, that it's equal talent, but uh, of equal proportion um, at Auburn, and I think that with uh, with his mind and with Gus's mind, uh, both of them being offensive minds. Uh, along with Cody and the rest of the guys, I think they can put together a solid game plan, and it's uh, it's really hard not to be optimistic uh, for for 2020. But uh, wanted to comment on that hire, just seeing uh, that he was hired while I was listening to the podcast today, and uh, keep you guys keep doing an awesome job. Uh, we're all going to keep listening, obviously. And War Eagle, let's uh, let's beat Minnesota. Awesome, thank you so much, Randy. My favorite part about that voicemail, Michael, was the mention of, of Cody. When, when he said Gus and, and, and Chad, and he said Cody, and then the rest of those guys. I think, uh, I think that is uh, an element that, that Auburn fans have kind of looked over a little bit. I think Cody's a bigger part of this offense as far as creating the game plan and the scheme than, than people let on. So I, I think that's interesting. He has labeled co-offensive coordinator. I know that's just kind of bump him up on the pay scale to keep him here, but I think that's something... That, um, I like that Randy included that. This is a very minor part of it. As far as the hire, yeah, we talked about it with Andy yesterday, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and it, it just makes sense. It makes sense with their relationship. I think Gus is going to let him call plays. I, I, I think I think he's going to come in, and you know that's just kind of where I'm sitting right now based on my gut, but I, I think that he's just going to be able to, to come in, and I think Gus is going to give him the keys. I really do. I really do, and I think that's good for this team. This team needs a little something fresh, their their ideas are um, are similar. I'm curious to see how their terms and you know how how things are defined are as far as you know Debo and Seth and Schwartz and you know the whole returning offense. Are they gonna have to learn new terminology for everything? And you know some coaches come in and they adapt what they think to what they already know. So that'll be interesting to see. I'm curious how much of that will get us a peek behind this curtain on. But I think yeah, I agree with Randy. Great hire. Uh, I agree. It is a great hire, but. Oh, and I hope Bo trusts him. You know, I hope Bo has seen what he's done with other quarterbacks. Bo seems extremely coachable. Yeah, I, I think that is one of the best traits about Bo. I mean, he he's a coach's son, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. So I I, I think so. I, I I think I think Bo will trust him. That's a good point to bring up, though. And so, hopefully, he can look at his track record and see what he's been able to do with uh, with different quarterbacks and and how they've improved. I'll be interested to see if Gus does give play calling to Chad Morris. I don't think he will. Um, I tweeted out this uh, this table last night, and I think some people liked it, so that's fun. I hope I can do some more things like that to tweet out. But Auburn's offense had the second largest improvement from 2018 to 2019. Um, they got over three points a game better on average, which – doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a field goal, and Auburn was in a lot of close games this season and last season where a True. field goal would have really mattered. Yeah, um, They were only behind LSU, whose offense got 15 points better. It's wild. Joe Burrow was crazy this year. 
Whatever they're paying Joe Brady, it's not enough. It's not enough. Oh, my mom liked my tweet. That's awesome. I retweeted you, and the show retweeted I you. I appreciate that. Sweet. Michael, where can people find you and hear you and see uh, see tweets about your, uh, your your spreadsheet? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Um, I'll be on the lunch break tomorrow for a segment. I don't know what time. Okay, sweet. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. And follow the network's college page at Locked On College. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.